Welcome to the Naked, oh no, not Naked Creative, it's the Collective <laughs> Potential. I am usually coming to you from the Naked Creative Podcast and it's Dan Brophy here this week, not Emily Paulo, because I am talking to you about creativity and I have my special guests, Ryan, Jez <laughs> and Em, here in my conversation. Thanks for tuning in to the Collective Potential Podcast. Get ready for realness. I'm real, you're real, we're all real, we're all here together. It's Collective Potential. Raw to the bone, son. Hard to hard if you don't mind. Welcome, everyone. It's so good. Uh, what a great st- kickoff. 2017, man. Is it? 2017, man. How do you feel about it? <laughs> How, did you, did, well, uh, New Year's resolutions. Have any of you guys made any, articulated any goals for 2017 that you were going to write down and commit to and, and I, uh, articulate a small, scalable series of steps towards those goals? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, um, uh, think that New Year's resolutions are dead. They're so old school. Don't do them. Don't bother. Why is that? Well, I guess it depends which way you want to look at them. They are incredibly valuable. But I think you can look at them in a very different way. One, there's a lot of people who are like, I'm not going to do them because I'm going to fail. And I think it has a bad rep. Or people who are making them without really like sitting down and cultivating the reasons why, which ignite them, that light them up. And that's the motivation behind the vision of the New Year's resolution of what do they want to see change. Like there isn't, it's like, I'm going to quit smoking. I'm going to lose weight. You don't want to even do that. (laughs) <laughs> you're just putting that shit together because someone told you it would be good for you to stop doing that. And I think they're extrinsic ones. So mm. I'm up for news resolutions. If you see them as what is the vision you have for the year ahead of you and why are the reasons that you do it. But I do love what you said about breaking it down small bit by small bit because you're up for failure if you don't break it down. Mm. I, I think if you were to recognize where you'd like to be by the beginning of 2018 and say, for example, that was quite lofty and you knew that you had a, a lot of uh, – that it was a bigger goal than you otherwise would know how to get to. And then you broke that down into smaller – 12 smaller stages that you could get to in terms of, okay, well, what's something that I could try and achieve each month on the way to that? And then you broke that down into four smaller steps per month. And so there you go, okay, well, this week, I'm going to look at that part of it. And I think if you were to try and articulate what you wanted to do, but it was so overwhelming and you didn't even want to do any of that homework... I would always recommend just going to the smallest possible step that you can take. Mm. Because even if it took you two years to get there, but you were moving in a steady path and not getting frustrated and giving up, small steps would be better than no steps. Mm. Can I ask, this is sort of like a beautiful coaching question, but in a way, is there creativity in the way that he's breaking that down for us? There's there's logic and plan in, in that. Yeah. Well, mind. there's also creativity because you're mapping, you're mind mapping, and you're sort of, you're offering up, uh, you know, you'd either do it physically on paper, yep. or you might do it in the note section of your phone, or you might do it uh, by having a conversation with someone about what January is all about, and what Feb's all about, or maybe even sometimes working backwards. So say, for example, you're like, I really want to put a deposit on a house by the beginning of 2018. And I know that I, I make this much money, and, and that means that if I was going to have $50,000 to do that. That means that that for the remaining 12 months of the year, I need to make sure that I put aside, you know, $5,000 
you know, and, it, and, and if that's going to be possible, that means it's a thousand dollars a month. I'm just talking hypothetically, yeah, I love it. but yep, if you're yep. sort of working backwards from the goal with money, it's easy because you're working with numbers. So you can sort of see, but say for example, the goal wasn't financial and the goal was to do with how great you, how great you wanted the sexual connection to be with your partner. Or if you knew that That'd you wanted to be, um, <laughs> yeah. Or if you knew that you really wanted to be, uh, but yeah, we get it. So what you're yeah. saying is like, all right, cause, because what a big creative, um, disempowerment, is the overwhelming feeling of it, your vision so high or far away or unattainable. But to, to fuck that off, you kind of need to um, break it down into... I mean, I, I, my way of fucking that off is just to make a move on. So make something, don't think about it, move on. Make something, make, don't think about it, move on. Because like you're a video editor. Yeah, and I've got to do, turn, digital producer, got to so make them quickly, move yep. on to the next thing. But the, the, what cripples my creative process is overanalyzing or thinking about it too much. Oh, that eighty twenty principle is like like one of the most valuable thing I, things I ever learned. Please in, explain. Which is just um, the creative the inspiration of an idea um, takes you to eighty percent of the product of what you want to create. So that if you capitalize on the momentum of oh yeah fuck yeah I'm painting wicked this is awesome, and then that takes you what say one minute to make something if as a, an example, mm-hmm. but to finesse the remaining twenty percent to make it hundred percent of exactly what you want it to be may take days to finesse. And so, but really you've cool. already g- created um, the the majority of what you wanted to create in the shortest amount of like inspiration enjoyable flow state <laughs> it, it also means that your sense is not cool yes i really love that mm. yeah I, I think that's super healthy because one of the big things that stop people from achieving goals when you talk it's easy to talk creativity because there's usually something material attached to a creative project like a painting or a, a script or a novel or something like that but i think this this philosophy works with any sort of goal and i also to take take a, a step deeper kind of believe that creative energy is the same as your sex energy it's your chi it's your you know it's the same the same thing that used to birth life is the same Ooh. thing that used to birth ideas creation so by harnessing your energy like if you were someone who is it, are you guys I, I've, I haven't tapped into all of your episodes but have you talked about squandering your energy sexually I'm not squandering it. We've talked about liberating it. What so, does squandering well, mean? Well, okay. Every like time no you're, you yeah, every time, every <laughs> time you're a little bit, every time you're frustrated, you'll have a wank. Every time you are, oh, I spoke about remember that episode. Remember you that? Did, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. That was actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and or I don't know were, why we're laughing. We should probably acknowledge because we're all visualizing. <laughs> <wanking. laughs> well, that's not hey, funny. Look, that's ironic. It's, it's healthy. It's natural. It's beautiful. Right? It's and it's and if you were someone who was like, this is too hard i'm gonna go and have sex right now or you know then that's a very easy way to take the edge off but if you sat in that feeling of what was ideally giving you that you know desire, that desire in the first place and when actually horny. what i am trying to do is is actually tap into a creative project that's much greater than that rather than you know blow the load so to speak by reinserting that energy back into the thing you want to do and go well i, I need to really just harness that and focus on it which is why sometimes you hear people going i'm abstaining from sex for the next three months until i get this get this sports game one or this yeah, yeah. creative project achieved it's true. because they they could recognize directly or not that the energy that they were otherwise spending willy-nilly was the same <laughs> energy that they need to tap to channel yeah, into the, yeah, the, the thing they need to do. You know what's really cool tap about that. all of this is as we're like, it's like a burst of excitement. Like we've sex. actually all started with <laughs> sex and then I was like, what about this? And we got to break this down. Can you, I love that you've already walked into this conversation and given us a bit of 
thought really on these concepts of creativity. Can you just fill us in a little bit about what you do with on your podcast? Yeah, so I well, my podcast is a reflection of when I started doing the podcast, which was it's about called, a year ago. It's called the Naked Creative Show. Okay. I wanted to find a way to celebrate all the amazing creative people that I just get to know on a day to day. But I realized there was nothing that was really tapping into process as a discussion, and so I love my favorite part of stuff you can find on YouTube or online or when it comes to podcasts in general is people who have had success doing what they love to do, talking about the most bare bones structural ideas of how they run their day. Cool. I love finding out, you know, what their breakfast looks like, how much coffee they like to drink before they sit down to work. Why? How they because I am the process of me understanding that was something that I thought, well I uh, I've been going uh, maybe in a good parallel is I've been going to the gym four times a week since I was 16 and I'm 30 I turned 34 yesterday and it certainly shows and, <laughs> Happy birthday, and Boxing Day. thanks babe and um I was uh probably really aware very early on that when you start talking smack about what it takes to get a certain result it's usually not just what's happening on the gym floor it's actually a whole lifestyle routine around that mm. and I also realize that when it comes to my talking about the job of being a creative with my friends who are a mixture of ceramicists, uh, artists, poets, musicians, that sort of thing. I realized when just asking them how they do what they do, that it's the process is really, really similar. And as a matter of fact, it's all just this sort of fantastic foundation that you that you give to your lifestyle so that when it comes to turn up to do the job which sometimes feels a bit ethereal and magical and hard to pinpoint there's actually a very specific structure of what mm. goes on behind the scenes to make that magic take place and as someone who sells creativity for a living because I, I make um, content series for brands and usually it just really amazed me that if you're not a creative person or if sorry I think all people are creative but if you're someone who doesn't think that they're a creative person then the weird magic of of what a creative does is so mysterious that they usually just like throw money at the problem and go just what's, do your weird creative biz and deliver some stuff for us will you what's what's some like common themes in patterns of different creatives across the board like if you to just say you know just say one like the most standout uh that there is no such thing as writers block or artist block that usually uh that that one of the things that i find is so universal in life as in work creative work is that usually writer's block comes down to having too many options as opposed to not enough if you meet someone in life who is incredibly wealthy like people that we know who have all the options available to them that they could do whatever they wanted with their life you pick a career it's up to you my friend whatever you want to do it's stifling because actually you know i don't i have no oh, what can i do shit i have there's so many things cool. if someone's telling you no buddy you've grown up in a shoemaker family you have an entire factory at your disposal and you will make shoes you're like i'm gonna make the best fucking shoes most goddamn shoes <laughs> yeah, yeah. that i'm gonna tap dance through town in those shoes yeah. and so you know it's, it's one of those things you where would. when Is you that look your story at, <laughs> <laughs> kinky boots now on, now on stage um so i yeah for me, for me i noticed that it's actually uh too many options is stifling as opposed to not enough. Yeah. And that's that's why, why do you think that is? Because we have been trained to believe by our parents who have come from generations of, uh, from have been raised by their parents who usually uh, experience some form of war and, you know. Um, the, the Great Depression. Depression and, and scarcity is being a, a, a big theme in their lives. You know, the, my parents and many of my friends' parents, I think, have instilled a feeling of you're not allowed to be creative but if you are going to be 
one of these wild artist kids, you better be the best damn most successful, you know, top billing money making artists. Mm. Otherwise, we've invested all this money in schooling for you for nothing. Mm. And so there's this innate fear of totally, I can't experiment, yeah. I can't play, I can't trial things out because if I'm going to do it, I have to. And, win. and I, th- I think it's hard for because we're not really helped along the course of finding out what we want to do. So, like, you have to look inside yourself for finding out what do I want to do in my life. So, when you've got even if you're middle class and you've got lots of options, it's it's kind of creativity needs boundaries, right? To um, to create within you can't you can't cre- create within a vacuum, um, or can you? I don't know. That, I just pulled that out my ass. Maybe you can. <laughs> well, no, but boundaries makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, like I, it also. I mean, I love that. I mean, I I do. We we're talking about before. I do a daily vlog every day for a minute. I never allow myself to speak for more than a minute. I generally try and record every day at midday. Mm. Giving me those parameters means I am completely mm. liberated mm. because I don't have to worry about "quote unquote" getting it wrong. Mm. Mm. I have to. Mm. Uh, all I have to do is realize when it's midday yeah. and speak for a minute. That's awesome. And then I have now amassed probably three hundred and something minutes worth of of daily and vlog, which wouldn't have been possible if I said I'm going to do three hundred minutes worth of videoing. Yeah. And why do why do you, why is it on your journey through life? At what point did you realize creativity is an an important virtue or a, an important part of life um, for you specifically? Like, was there any thing you overcame, or is it? It was just the thing that I I was most I was totally reassured that if I were to put all my chips on one kind of bet in in life and someone was like okay you've got to spend all of your energy in this space i'd i'd be really happy because for me it it is it just it fuels me and it gives me you know it's totally in line with my energy with Vibrance. my values yeah yeah i and when i when i was a kid i used to love going into people's bedrooms and look getting them to explain to me why they decorated their bedrooms me the way too. they did me too i love that, Isn't that well maybe not to that extent but yeah. i love yeah. people's bedrooms and i used to, i think and i used Which to is creepy <laughs> <laughs> so Em and I have taken it upon ourselves as adults to see Wait as many bedrooms as possible. I've been in your bedroom. <laughs> but I used to, I used to love it. I used to love like what toys do you collect? What posters are on your wall? How do you decorate your 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 drawers or your 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 mantles? You know, in life we have all these amazing mantles, like at the dashboard of our car or you know in our where our kitchen books, our oh, ki- uh, top of our fridge. Our fridge is a mantle. I love to see how people we put our decorate their mantles. There. Good question. Yes. So Em, when have you seen Jez? be his most creative you know I lived with Jeremy for a little bit God rest God rest that time (laughs) (laughs) and um, I was in his bedroom (laughs) not like that I promise Um, we used to hang out on bed every night yeah we did we did it was so much fun and it kind of happened by chance because I had a spare room and just it was great but there was this interesting moment maybe it was was it when Jeremy was most what, creative? Are you do it? <laughs> is it radio friendly? Yeah, yes, of course it is. It was he'd come home from work, um, and Jeremy actually never brought his work home. I never saw you doing work, but there was just this one moment moment where you had to put together like a thousand and something images to um, the radio voices. That, so you, you work for Hamish and Andy um, with them, I should say, and there was just a recording of their voice. But Jeremy found images to everything um, that they were saying that oh, yeah, matched. Yeah, yeah. Does that, does yeah, that make yeah, sense? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like a one-minute clip. And the, uh, like, uh, to, make, to make the video work, I just grabbed images. It's like a, a chicken jumped into a shop. Yeah. A chicken, then a shop, then yeah. whatever. Yeah, but then Imagine. he would do things that were quite funny and absurd and a bit off the broken. Or oh, like take the word literally and give you the literal yeah. photo. And for so, that. yeah, and yeah. we love watching content like that online that you're like, ha, ah, it's great. But it was actually the way that Jeremy's 
fingers moved, <laughs> which now sounds weird. Because he's an editor, he was moving at lightning speed, yes, and he man. Into flow, and I was like just staring at him in awe of of it. That one, it's so creative because I really love filmmakers and I love the artistic process because I can't see that. I don't have the skill to be able to put something like that together. So it was great question, Ryan, but I remember thinking this man is a creative genius. <laughs> and what's your, that's what, just repetition, I think, of doing it, is, it for thousands of years. Ah, it but see, that's it. But what's your, I mean, what's your equivalent of that? When, when do you find that you're in flow where you look at the clock oh, and you're like, mm, oh, my God, it's mm. five hours ago. Oh, man, I know when she does it, when she's facilitating. And that's true. a workshop. Whenever she runs a workshop, I've said it before, I'll say it again. She says, he always says it to me. I love her so much. She's just glowing and just like... Working the room into the space that it needs to be. And Jeremy's moving his hands around right now, and that's exactly how I feel. You feel it out. It's in the like moment. the Matrix when Neo is going mm. and they're shooting him. I feel like anything is possible in that room, and I am inside the thickness of consciousness. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's going, going on for me. Going, and yeah. I'm like watching the thing. Someone said something to me. We dodging go bullets way. of emotions. Yes. Yeah, I'll fuck that up. And then I'm like freezing them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the point at which the art connects it. to what. I've observed you do in that space is when you're able to because you're in that state of flow you can cohesively join themes of what two different people have said and say this is exactly and Mm. and in a way that reframes it it, that people go oh yes the universal message and similarly you know I I don't know about what you find but when I'm in an editing flow as well you just come across stuff that when you watch it back when you're in a slightly different state of mind later you're like that really works. I don't know how I got yeah, to it, yeah. but that is very well Or a lot of times where that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is garbage. Yeah. But it's a rhythm, isn't it? Like video editing, I find it, I've learned over the years, is such an art of feeling the rhythm and the pace of the emotion and storytelling. But what I like, and it's the same for your creative, it's yeah, feeling the rhythm feeling. of that space. And um, what I love particularly is how you're, I feel like serving a, gre- a, create, a greater energy like you're you're bringing into their feelings their feelings the energy of the room the general consensus of what everyone is feeling towards and you're like fucking witchcraft in the yeah, whole it is. it's like a narrative you're you're sculpting a narrative your mm. art isn't film or music it's yeah. the space space do you hear that a lot then if um one of i loved hearing the great question before of what's the standard you hear about creativity and there's no such thing as block mm. i thought that was so cool i'm like oh yeah well, i can apply that to me well not no that's what i heard about myself the, this is part of it too it's like part of creativity is there is like i can truly see it as a beat in workshops sometimes four hours or three hours or I'd be going for 18 hours and there is a beat, 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 beat. And I have, I can see it and hear it like that. And I can even look across a workshop when someone is talking to me and after 15,000 workshops, so who even knows what hours they're up to now, I can hear in somebody's tone of voice where they're dipping and it's not authentic now. Mm. So even I heard a musician the other day and I just keep, you know, everyone, all the young singers tend to use that. this, And you're like, dude, that's not your voice. Please sing clearly, openly in you. And my sister pulled me up. She goes, oh, no, you just don't like that they're not being authentic. And that's like also a creativity process for me when I'm in a workshop. If I can feel that. We're not. Something's off. I, I've noticed you do it particularly when someone, for example, makes it a bit too much about themselves or takes it, takes the energy flow of the conversation into their own space that's not really serving 
the greater purpose of the conversation. I noticed you'd be very politely fucking it off. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think, and that's really important to do yeah. because it because you're serving the flow. Interesting. What about you, Ryan? Is there any point at which you find yourself, the time disappears, and you are in flow? So I was thinking about this just before because in the last... (laughs) (laughs) While squandering my chi. I I really don't like the word squandering. It just just sounds like a filthy word, a pirate. I envision making it rain when I hear someone squandering. I'm going to start using it. Say it like squandering. Squandering your chi. I was thinking before, I used to be a... I've noticed a shift in me this year. I used to... Last year, you mean? Last, yeah, last Welcome year. Welcome to 2017, 2017. boy. 2017. Um, I used to write everything down in Evernote, and I'd watch things on YouTube and podcasts because I consume a lot of media. And I'd used to write things down Squandering and do media. And then sort of in the last four or five months, I realized I've stopped writing notes because if something's going to resonate with me, it's going to be emotional and I'm going to remember it. And I found, I was thinking about this when you're talking about goals... When I'm most in flow is when I don't set goals and I've tried and I've just realized they haven't worked for me and setting more value-based things. So instead of Mm. I need to be at this place at this time and do this amount, it's more every action I do to be about this value and then it's not an exact habit, um, which might be a detriment. What's an example of a value that you feel like you've aligned with? A value that I've aligned with? Um, I think the biggest one for me is mindfulness, but in day-to-day. Um, and you know, it started off when I first started doing it as, oh, I need to, you know, meditate for 20 minutes. And then there's all the shame if I didn't. Um, but now it's just like, oh, I'm not being mindful, be mindful. Um, and it's not a habit per se, cause I find things that I consume. It's not like I'm doing it for a reason. I'm just enjoying it. Mm. And I realize when there's that enjoyment there, then when I come into something like a podcast, like you call me the brain, it's not because I've sit down and go, I need to build this habit. I need to remember 30 minutes worth of content a night. It just comes out and that's when I flow. It's just that is yes, you're doing right. things that I enjoy. And then I think... If you enjoy keep it playful, yeah. you do, which I like. I think creativity for me is why it's... If I'm, it's not playful, I fucking don't. It's, it's, a, it's work, yeah. Mm. Fuck work. It should also... I mean, <laughs> if, you can, if you can have a... Well, I mean, indeed, it's not work if you're passionate about it. I, well, this is... Well, passion is... That's a, that's a real trigger word for me at the moment because I actually realised... Oh, look at this. His spine just went it straight. It is. Because I, I, I have actually... I have a real... Uh, I have a real gripe at the moment with people who are <laughs> passionate. Not, I just, um, I'm sorry, I'll, I keep laughing at Jess today. It's just very funny. I'm focused. Well, passion. Pe- pe- well, people, um, I feel like pe- that tapping into passion is the greatest untapped resource on earth yeah. right now. I actually, I feel like if more people did cool. work around passion yeah, man. and aligned Down with, that. with that, Down with that, then you can actually, because think about it when you're, that's, you know, you see it all the time when you have a, a group of creatives by, uh, banding together for something that they really believe in and they will work overtime to achieve that goal because they really believe in it. In the, the, you see it all the time on short films when you see people going, you know, like we're not even getting paid for this, but we just really believe in the story or, you know, on, on the daily, I am constantly meeting, and I, I see it a lot with the gay community because in Sydney, I'm getting really frustrated at the moment with a lot of guys who are. I've got, I don't. You might see my rants on social media. I have in yeah about just you know, and I've I've kept my shirt on on social media since recognizing this because I'm you know because it's so easy to get validation from being 
shirtless as a handsome gay guy with you know a rig you can actually which ryan is which, ryan, which three, three out of four three out of four people in this room might be um but you know but, but i'm it's, not a guy it's, it's just so it's so easy to have people go oh my god baby like you look great or you know or you're, you're turning them on for a split second so of course they're going to like the photo yeah and then I, I got a semi now, and all I can see is your forearms. <laughs> yeah. Stop the, squandering the, under the desk. The, the and the. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no thought put into the idea behind the the presentation because they can get so much gratification from just the simplest, most basic version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So mm. I really. So you, what you thought you were exasperating a shallow frequency from them, or what? what well, yeah, the, the thing is, you know, like I look, I don't know. I grew up feeling like it was okay to be gay because if I looked around at what gay people were responsible since Michelangelo, I was really proud of what that meant. And I look at Sydney, which is arguably the largest gay community in Australia. You have. Every homosexual from every small town throughout New South Wales and Queensland making their way to this one place where they can live their free gay lifestyle. And yet nightlife is pretty much non-existent. Mm -hmm. There is no creative culture. People Mm -hmm. look identical. As -hmm. a matter of fact, I've made an album in my phone full of social photos of people that look like they've been styled for like a country road campaign where everyone's wearing identikit navy blue and white and beige <laughs> pants and it's just this whole thing of like uh, you know wanting to fit in and the whole gay marriage thing I'm so frustrated with as well not because I feel like you know the government can do whatever they want that's not going to change my attitude about how I'm going to live my life and be with my partner Amen. I think it's important for people in s- small towns in Queensland to be realizing that this is real and you've got to deal with it. However, when it comes to the real pragmatic ideas of what it is to have gay marriage, so many gay guys just really want to be normal and they want to be ordinary and there's such a fetishization of being normal. Right. And so That's, interesting. They, That's a really interesting thing. They actually look at what straight people are looking like and then they go and ape that in the most kind of basic way and the average... Uh, straight guy is so much better dressed and more expressive than the gay guys that I meet around Sydney because they're not they don't give a fuck they're actually mm. just they're just doing their thing and it's a but cultural that, thing Melbourne's a lot more creatively well yeah you're allowed creative you're, culture. You're, you're allowed to be and the thing about I mean Sydney it's an expensive city to live in you know people go there for business instantly it makes them feel like when they're out they're on show they're networking they're kind of hustling as part of their overall career ambitions in melbourne everyone's just down to get loose and party you know what i can hear in this too is if creativity is this bundle of awesomeness and it's made up of so many things you also have the environment around it that can kill the yeah, creativity can support tell me mm. anyone answer this really what kills your creativity if we're talking mm. about flow mm. and environmental whether you're homosexual straight you step into a space and decide who you're going to be or how you're going to Live. Well, I, what I th- what what I liken it to what the Greeks used to term genius and how it, we've said before, but like how genius is something that's not of you; it's something you channel. So therefore, not letting your ego attach itself to it. I find that that truth is um, good to keep cre- ego uh, creative killers at bay because it's like I go to that energy, or I um, it's not about me, <laughs> and it's just like you, when it's not about you, you feel so much more free. Like creativity to me is f- total freedom, mm. liberation of thoughts, um, or you know, liberation of attachment to things. Um, obviously, like there's things that spark what you want to create specifically, and you got an attachment to that thought or emotion or whatnot. But ultimately, a real liberation of self. 
Um, yeah, you got to use ego to articulate the the thing you want to be in the first place, and then I think you have to relinquish it, like, and just realize you're the channel. Like, I actually mm. met, I was studying alongside this, uh, doing this Vipassana course alongside this guy that was uh, ten days torture. Ten, ten days of no speaking, <laughs> no writing, no reading, and the, uh, over the course of the ten days, I noticed there was this beautiful, very kind of hippie dude who lived up in near Blackheath, where we were doing the, in the Blue Mountains, where we were doing the retreat, and every day he would make a bird, a sculpt, a bird sculpture out of leaves and he'd place it somewhere in the bush around the around the place where we were studying and there were probably 30 of these things over the course of that he made over the course of the week and I was like on the last day when you can talk again I went and found him and I'm like are you making the birds you are a genius like tell me what I want what's your story do you tell tell me everything I'm, I'm in love with you and he's he, not been talking for 10 days <laughs> he was, oh my god he was just really, <laughs> like, I'm gonna go back into silence no now. he was just really shanty he worked in horticulture he was very like very sweet and very kind mm-hmm. and he was like oh no I've never really shown anyone in my work like I want to be a photographer but it's just I don't want to you know be uh, you know, be part of Instagram and that sort of world, and it's a little bit, you know, it's not my cup of tea. And I was just almost, my idea to him was like, sorry, dude, get over it. You're not, you're just a channel, you know? It's actually, you have to remove your, you remove your ego's attachment to whether you think it's, you know, I don't want to be this, I don't want that. It's mm. actually not up to you. Ultimately, you are just the antenna. Whoa. And the degree to which you train a skill set is the, mm. the widening of the frequency of mm. reception of that antenna. But ultimately, it is just your duty to receive and mm. to put it out into the world. Mm. And then it's up to the world. And there's a, more, there's a more creative way to overcome that crippling of I don't like being a part of the Instagram world and whatnot. It's like well for starters you could just go out and give a fuck or just do it anyway or just do it anyway. Whatever. Just find a small find a, a You can a, overcome a that thing because that is obviously stopping the flow, right? Absolutely. And you've also I mean you've you you think you're being holier than thou by saying, you know, I <laughs> yeah. couldn't actually yeah. Instagram's not for me, yeah. you know, it's a real it's a, it's an egomaniacal place. Well it's your ego great that's word. actually great, great word. Yeah, that's actually you, preventing you from using that. How do you, what define egomaniacal? <laughs> well, it's like maniacal, as in like maniac, crazy, but driven entirely by ego. I love it. I'm just so with creativity. There's this idea that it, like you're talking about, the genius where it comes from. You know, you put in all these hours to what your craft does, and then when you do it, flows out of you. You're not really there. You get out your own way. But then, as before, we're talking about those habits. What's the balance between? Um, what, what are the habits, sorry? Well, like the idea where I don't know who said it because this is what always happens. Like if I'm, I quote people and I quote their ideas but not their names because yeah. I don't remember. And you, he always attaches yourself to that quote. Uh, always. It's fucking selfish. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you go maniacal. Yeah, I'm yeah, ego maniacal. But um, it was like, Classic. you know, it was an author talking about, you know, I sit down and write a thousand words a day because even if I don't want to write, it'll start off with a thousand bad words a day and then eventually yeah, yeah. you'll just get into that flow. Gotcha. So, like, what is the. You know, you kind of need that freedom to get out your own way, but you also need to, I guess, uh, discipline. Find out what your way is? or Well, like that discipline of saying, I'm going to write a thousand bad words well, a day because eventually gotcha. I'll write something valuable. You're also, well, you're fortifying your antenna. You're mm-hmm. sort of, you're finding oh my a God. W- you're, <laughs> you're just going to write a list of check, no, no, no. check the dictionary you're galvanizing your antenna <laughs> you've squandered we've galvanized just fortifying your antenna just makes me think like but just, uh, it's a crazy you know, sentence it is squandering or, your or antenna you're widening, you know, or, 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 in a simpler term you're widening your channel you know <laughs> these guys are just man I can't wait to get home I and fortify my antenna right we might have got. Look, now they're, they're off now. Welcome to what I have yeah. to put up. Yeah. 
sorry. You're making sorry. your antenna less impotent. <laughs> <laughs> you're dilating your channel. Yeah, yeah. yeah here it goes. Mm. Go. We're not talking about you're sex You're lubricating your creative juices. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so creative. <laughs> I'm just in flow, babe. I'm in flow. What can I say? I'm going to bring us back it. down to earth. Yeah, go, yeah. go, right. I'm um, sure people are listening, laughing with us. It's good. <laughs> I hope they're not. Otherwise, they're turning off. <laughs> hey, yes. Who's the most creative person you met? And tell us, tell us about them. Do you know my first person that comes to mind was when Jeremy and I met Russell Brand. I thought he was famous wise, mm. Mm. the most creative human I've ever seen mm. and read. And I've read all of his books. I love my bookie wook. Um, but I, when we got there and his ability to articulate the statements and the, the, the state of the world in the most creative, visually amazing, I was just like, this guy is awesome. Mm. Do you know what that reminds me of? Is the mm. the fact that if, sorry have I have no, I? She's just still feeling still the punctuation. Feeling Russell. I was still feeling Russell. Correct, Jeremy was no, it? No, yeah, absolutely. Like I, his ability to be in, like you meet comedians that are really creative in their life with you, and then you meet comedians that are introvert creative. So there's two introverts, extroverts, creative. But um, he's one that's like lives the creativity and his his comedy is in his life. You know, he's just so mindful and so aware of mm. like he's just fu- he's like a fucking alien do you think there's any correlation between the well-documented self-destructive tendencies of someone like a russell brand with a creative output 100 yeah. percent. what do you think that is have you ever listened to joe rogan no so joe rogan's a comedian from america he's awesome. um really good podcast he, he um but he talks about how most comedians he knows had fucked up childhoods and he was saying that he was wondering whether it's because they realise that they can get attention where they're funny and then they that becomes a part of their identity and then... Slash have to deal with it through humour, right? Yeah, exactly. So I definitely think there's like a... It's kind of how we deal with things. It's I think comedy and creativity is creatively laughing at our own situation. And I think real comedy is always self-deprecating in a way. Even if it's not yourself, it's deprecating in things we felt. Mm-hmm. Um Mm, there's no better therapy than having a good old laugh about yourself, isn't it? Mm. Also, also, my most creative... Oh, well, let me put it this way. My most self-destructive friends are, I believe, my most... are also the most creative because one of my heroes is Julia Cameron who wrote The Artist's Way. I've read everything she's written. I just think she's... That's my Bible. And one of the things she... Uh, asks is what do you think the opposite of creativity is and i would have thought it was boredom maybe because when i'm not one i'm Mm. the other what she says is the opposite of creativity is self-destruction because if you're not creating Mm. yourself you're destroying yourself and and the energy that flows through you when you're in flow if you were to for example not give yourself that outlet because you've chosen to become a banker you all that energy doesn't go away it just becomes uh, stifled and then manifests in mm. toxic spending habits, Perfect. toxic sex habits, toxic eating habits, toxic drugging habits, drinking habits. You need to do something with that energy. And my one of my best mates is uh, possibly one of the most creative people I've I've known throughout our high school friendship. And he's gone and done. He's in like a job that's pretend that's pertaining to be creative. It's marketing, but it's pretty much just like logistics and you know that sort of thing. And he has Emotion- so much emotional logistics. <laughs> he's got a lot of energy to burn every weekend when it comes to smashing it and I think that is ultimately the misspent 
creative energy that is so you know if someone was in a process of self-destruction that was manifesting in one of those those ways and i would the first thing i would want to talk you know to them what? about was I their i completely output. agree with that if i just take a moment to think about when i was at my most destructive i wasn't doing anything creative and the only way maybe i the biggest key to me of getting out or yeah getting out of that was to focus on something that brought purpose and meaning but it's actually that I was getting more creative with what could I do and how could I do it and why could I do it and now I would say the creative desires I have in 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 me now are completely different to who the girl I'm almost spitting on myself um <laughs> to the fi- the girl five years ago yeah, yeah. and also you get yeah. this That's thing so where something awesome. else becomes more important than than the smashing it yeah. because you, you think well I, I could but actually I'd rather, rather get up tomorrow and have the energy for this thing which which means more to me because it actually aligns with my values and it actually gives me yeah. a greater return for my investment because yeah. I always love to look at my energy in terms of what I'm doing it's, with it's my time currency, like yeah. cash yeah. and if I'm investing money in something that's going to be squandering it like a liability or investing it and giving me a greater return for my investment so i know that like the gym for example i do it i exercise an hour a day but what i get is three more hours worth of focused excitable energy that mm-hmm. i don't have if i have just your body's like a, your body's like an ecosystem or something for for generating energy and if you feed it well look after it well you're going to have better, a bit of a bank yeah a current your bank's better i'm an, I'm an energy bank. junkie yeah <laughs> i just want you know it's probably one of the things that i would have to acknowledge that i'm sort of addicted to and what's your to... fuel for creativity if you didn't have energy mm. you'd be fucked so what what about that i really do like this conversation because what about this what about um what we kind of tapped into before we've been joking about it but that creativity is your sexual core energy well I, if it's all is, the same is, yeah how would you put that guys what do you think it is? Well, it's, I mean, the, the reason, I mean, I had a, read a beautiful book about gay spirituality, which was saying the reason why, I mean, there's the, the book was suggesting that, that, you know, homosexuals are designed universally to exist because they're not giving birth to life. They're actually giving birth to ideas and the way in which they are. Oh have my a, God, that's awesome. The way in which they have, because also think about the way you structure your life when, have, when procreation is your primary goal. Mm. You need to have a certain type of work structure your life in a certain type of way you dedicate a lot of energy to the raising of of, of your family, children, children yeah. if you if you remove that from the equation and you have these sort of when your primary goal is ultimately in the you know in the creating the creation of 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 ideas which and that, and that ties back with what i was saying with my frustration with sydney is i look around and i'm like we have a gift we have a gift <laughs> that is ultimately to do to be the leaders of the ideas and thought leaders of you know of the world and yet we're f- wasting our time fucking taking naked selfies and look waiting for people to approve of us because we never got enough approval in high school or from our parents but it's just sad and desperate and we just need to kind of go oh, look my heart is broken i need people to tell me that i'm beautiful i recognize that and from that point i'm going to move to the next thing which is mm. taking that and transmutating it into something mm. that is more than just make me feel good about myself oh it's beautiful to be more you, know, that, you could universally say that about everyone anyone that's single though really couldn't you if like in terms of where absolutely, you put, put absolutely. your energy you know, and focusing on the superficial i just know gay because that's my yeah. universe mm. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. my world and, and I, I know single and that's so true <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. that's my world and, but know, i am i'm you, consistently you've raised creating 1500 children yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. You know. Absolutely, not, not through my hips, but <laughs> <laughs> through your cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like it. Like I remember thinking, as somebody who 
completely shut down her sexuality or any sexual urges or desires for a good five years. I really did. Mm. And then when I started, I was like, this is unhealthy. You know, this is not going. And I'm just, you know, the world around you tells you that it isn't, right? Everyone's Mm. having sex. Why aren't you having sex? So I started exploring courses. Like there's this wonderful couple, um, Jan and David, uh, up in Hillsville. And they do this course called The Pearl, which is getting you to step back into your sexual or rebirthing your sexual innocence. And initially I was like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Are you fucking crazy? And then as I started to learn about this seven-day course, they were getting people to go there because she would say to us, I just want you all to understand that this course isn't just about your sexuality. It's actually about getting you to come back to your truth, your innocence, and you have had a lot of things thrown on you. And one Mm. of the biggest keys to knowing that you should be here is that everybody has an imbalance and the imbalance can be quite large for others and small. So a lot of the time that is connected to your sexual desire and your sexual core being. And I'd never even thought of this as a separate entity and that I could tap into it or use Mm. it. I just Mm. didn't grow up that way. But when they started to show you the methodologies and what, how you could um, tap into it and how you could use it and how people were just doing it in, from ancient teachings, man, not only did I turn into this woman that I'd never felt before, this rite of passage, mm. my creativity levels went through the roof. I was producing events. Um, I was at, uh, picking up on the weekends. It was just this beautiful welcoming into what, creativity can be mm. and how connected it is to your sexual energy. Is I it because it like, I suppose it's one of your outlets in your life or an ex, a natural outlet? It was blocked. So it was, yeah, it was like a bottleneck yeah, or so shackled true. or something. Yeah, or, it was completely blocked, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's, really inter- that's really interesting. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So sometimes when I meet people, like they, I can see even in my clients, um, they're, not, not gonna, they're talking to me about everything else in their life, but they're not talking to me about sex. And yeah. I'd be like... What's well, I mean in our culture it's voodoo and a bit voodoo I mean less so nowadays but it's also um, yeah not openly talked about there's a lot but of shame been, around it there's a lot of shame around it but it's such a but the it's such a powerful energy right like, imagine it was mm. taught that your sexuality was actually creativity that there was or that yeah. there was a link between the two and if and you could pay attention to the manifestations in one to then give you hints as to what was going on yeah. in yeah. the other. Or, and if, so it was squandered. Oh, boom, boom. Well, let's talk about this. So you, well, that's really interesting. Though, I mean, because I grew up Christian most of my life, and I didn't have sex for a long time. Mm. <laughs> uh, but but that but that squandering was. Um, I feel like I mean, uh, among a lot of things, I feel like um, it, it definitely make you treat it like it's a bad thing. For example, you treat it like it's a negative thing, but really, if you if if I was learned to see it as a among other things, there's a few other reasons. Like I wanted to save it for that one person, and it'll be like a gift for that one person. Mm. Um, but then, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, as a female, I put my hand over my heart. I was like, yeah. Oh. yeah. But then there's a part of me that <laughs> goes, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's all sorts of ways you can have it, and every every view of it's fine. But ultimately, I feel like wouldn't it be wonderful to see it like a bit like Alan. X, like I love the way they talked about it because it's like with, with this um, assuming love or like it's not 
a, a greedy, lustful thing. It's like it's. Um, I think that's just their energy in general of how they see relationships and their open relationship. Mm. I guess, for instance, it was is, their relationship to their sexuality was just one of partnership. Yeah, yeah, one of partnership and not of disgrace. They or just had a fear. Did you hear that? Ep? I did. Yeah, oh, man, that was gorgeous. next level. I actually listened to it like lying in bed one night, and I was just drifting off to sleep to it. It was so it was beautiful. <laughs> they were with you're all with me in bed, <laughs> <laughs> squandering. <laughs> of them. No, well, no, squandering I'm, in the most practical way. An extension of what you're uh, saying reminds me of when you are on the hunt and you want to you know you know there's you go through those periods of singledom where you're just spending investing so many hours into picking up putting in the effort to look the best for you picking up so maybe it's finding outfits buying makeup exercising doing the the talking to girlfriends over coffee about why it's not working you know think about all the hours that um, we dedicate to to, to to actually um it's true. satisfying that sex game yeah. if you went you know what for the next month, and I'm playing with something at the moment, which is all about just giving yourself a month to cut off from a a habit that might yes. otherwise be sucking I'm you dry. Totally yeah. for this. Because say for whatever it happens to be, booze, sex, eBay, Seeing you know, ASOS, chair. smoking weed, whatever it happens to be. Smoke if it's weed part, every day. if it's part of your, <laughs> if it's part of your life. <laughs> Said that. <laughs> if it's you it. laugh. You know, and none of these things none of these things by themselves are bad things. They're actually they're they are just they're just tis nothing good nor bad, you know. It's just it's just the way in which your attitude towards it, it just is, is, is a yeah, thing. Yeah. But if you were to remove it from your lifestyle for a month just to see what the difference it made was, what would you do with that energy instead? And, and that's and quite interesting about right, creativity. Idea. To remove something rather than do something. You know, I, I don't know. Just remind yeah, yeah. No, simple... it absolutely is. Well, I mean, think about it. Say, for example, you went, okay, I'm not going to date oh. for the next month. Yep. I'm not going to waste any more time scrolling yep. through Tinder, yep. uh, having discussions. Like, did. <laughs> yeah. Having, having you know, deconstructive conversations over the, like with my friends as to why things aren't working because I'm setting myself up for disaster in the first place. You know, all these sort of things. And then you go, okay, but with that, with that time, every time I would otherwise invest in that thing, instead, I'm going to scrapbook mm. or invest I'm, in being a better person I'm, or yeah, I'm going to meditate or I'm going to do a yoga class or I'm going to do a pottery class or whatever it happened to be and that that to me is the why did you look at Ryan when you said pottery like he looks like a pottery I'd, I'd, I'd like to do pottery I was about to say yeah I was about to say something actually my my, my most successful like... ceramicist friends are early 20s males yeah, yeah. Uh, you're just like you're you do, looking do you... around to be like reading people's eyes why are you, why are you looking at that when you say that but yeah. it's, it's the, it's the... reading this shit it's the putting the money into the thing that's going to give you the return on the investment. You know? And do you know yeah, yeah, the tantrics yeah, yeah. call this resonance? So if you have, I will call it addiction, but it is a focus on something that isn't necessarily going to be of service to you, right? It's out of alignment. And example, um, what I actually not even, I won't give you an example, more the definition that you can you have to be able to think of it as a frequency. That's why they call it resonance. Because if you're going to cut something off, you continue to bring that into your life. So for a period, you can also start saying no to the thing that you don't want, which means abstain from it, stay away from it. Mm. And every time you say no, even for 30 days or 90 days, or even if it's a guy that keeps wanting you, but you don't want him, you get rid of him, say no to him. You're actually creating resonance of a higher frequency in your life, therefore drawing it back in. And to some people that doesn't quite make sense, but I love that because I think that's why we have to almost stop 
Uh, do you know what? Here's a, well, it mm. makes perfect sense in the mm. dating capacity because, say, for example, you kept on dating, and I, I, I have dated the same type of guy in various guises again and again, and until you actually go, you know what? Not for me. As a matter of fact, I will never date someone that treats me X, Y, Z. Then you, it, it sets a filter up so that every time someone mm. comes into your path that smells just like that person, you're like, as a matter of fact, I've learned this lesson before. No, thank you. And then you otherwise keep your dance card clear so that mm. when someone who actually is awesome mm. um, comes along you're available to it or you can recognize it when you see it mm. we were talking in our um, 2016 podcast <laughs> that um, we were naming our years have you heard of that concept no I love it so the mm-hmm. idea being that you set an intention and you name your year and I've been doing this for about oh, 10 I had, years I, I just had I just came off the back of a Jesus year why 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 uh, because in, in the well then Paulo's 30 Days of Real landed with me. At a, that's why we're in here. Yeah, yeah. we're connected over that. Um, well, we've connected over a, a, I mean, a great deal of things in Paulo. But, but I mean, the, when it comes to podcasting. Yeah, well, in the lead up to my 33rd birthday, which was a month before, uh, you know, um, towards the end of last year, I you started doing 30 Days of Real and I just went, I could do that too. If, okay, if I started 30 Days, when would it be? And it turned out it would land exactly on my 33rd birthday. On, and I thought, what a great thing to do for myself in the lead up to my birthday. And I always, there's that gag, people go, oh, 33, your Jesus year, what's it going to uh. be for you? And I was really unhappy with where I was in my life, what I was achieving, what I was, uh, what I was investing my energy in. I didn't like that I was doing a job that was really detached from my values or what I wanted to be doing with my life. And I went, okay, I if I was ever going to br- ask to bring in all of my greatest awareness and ability that I can channel into a career that I really believe in, that's totally in line with my values, uh, I would I, like 33 is it. And that, and over the course of the year, at the beginning of the year, I saw a really amazing career co- uh, coach who weirdly I'd met at Rainbow Serpent when he taught me a Kundalini uh, tantric kundalini yoga class and then found out he was a um this is at heath myers mm. and found out he was a um a business coach as well and i was like cool if ever i was going to do a business coaching it'd be with someone that is a sound healer and <laughs> tantric kundalini yoga teacher as well he I, looks I like he fledged to me i oh, know uh no I, different I, guy I, I, I think. the same name um, <laughs> same first name so anyway uh the, the goals i articulated with this guy at the beginning of last year uh, have magically yep. come to fruition and that's when over the course of the year. Naming your year, no matter these guys are in such a gig. There's a guy Rainbow met there last year that looked like he fledged. He, he, he could, he and probably I could. Swear you know. down, I mean, man, he looks like he fledged. Yeah, I mean, this look in a police. <laughs> Think you're in a, tapping back into you. <laughs> in a police lineup, <laughs> personal coach Heath Myers could be confused for Heath Ledger. So no, you man, know, you you're guys not wrong. Know, you guys know him. He, he, he looks like Heath Ledger. So just <laughs> stop. <laughs> You know him. No He's idea. a rainbow. I'm He's a handsome dude that looks like Heath Ledger. I don't know who that is. Okay, sorry, it's completely deviate. Keep going. Well, no. Uh, so that was uh, so Jesus year for me meant, and I just gave a label to. Okay, this is a year that I want to really land yes. in my truth and align my values and what I'm committing my energy to with my career. And this is why you call it. That's why it's just a phrase. It's like name your year. Because there is a big backstory before, behind it. There is a, an intention and there are processes you put in place to grow or learn yeah. from it. And that name, that word, like a trigger word, it's like a totem. Yeah. It just means, you know. That's so Jeremy's, yours was? Uh, evolution. Evolution. Mine was fearful, uh, playful, creating. Oh, yeah. It's a good Fearless. 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 Not fearful. That's the other Terrified. Creative. It's so scary, but I'm playful. 
<laughs> what happened over New Year's that made you change to that? I think people and, grading works. Makes yeah, sense. And mine was uh, the year of mastery. Great. And I think even when we started at the start of the session, it was the start of this, this podcast that we we're talking about breaking that down about what what's this end goal that you have and the small bite-sized pieces it takes. But I really like our whole conversation that we're having right now of if you're starting to place the year ahead of you, you do got to, you've got to break it down in the most creative way possible because you can't achieve what it is that you want without putting some. I also want to find a new word that we would, that I I, sub, I use creative that word all the time because there'll be there would be a German word for it I'm sure but there's do you know like the word creative I feel like it scares people off because they kind of go I'm not a creative person therefore what you're saying has no bearing on my life whatsoever <laughs> but I want to find the X factor word that ultimately sits alongside creativity or creating that actually that is in the same means the same thing but doesn't scare people off if they don't identify as being a creative person even though i would say every single human being is Mm. or you could just tell them don't think don't get scared off yeah (laughs) well you can but also you know people need to people need to join you on their own terms yeah you're right that's the problem with the world can i make an observation (laughs) yeah i was thinking before when we're talking about creativity being about sexual energy i was getting a bit weird because i was thinking about the fact that i think creativity has to do about being like a child yes and being like that's why i said playful because i think it's going back to yeah because if you see kids they're spontaneous they don't think i'm going to do that and get this result they just do it and Mm. it's fun Mm. and look Mm. at jazz in this podcast (laughs) Yeah, it's like a little kid. Interesting, <laughs> interesting enough that sexuality, creativity, and playfulness, there is such joy in it. Yeah, but also you've raised an interesting point. People have lots of blocks just because of where we're at in our development around the, the notion mm-hmm. of like you can't you can't assimilate a, a childhood idea with a, mm-hmm. a sex energy idea. But yet, you there's know, sexual innocence. Well, but also there's. <laughs> <laughs> like your sex should be playful. Your sex should be adventurous. Your sex should be, you know. Um, I think slutty's gotten confused with. <laughs> what are you taking this? Go oh, on. No, please. Go on. The slutty is actually playful. So when yeah, someone yeah. says you're being very slutty as a female, I'm like, actually, that's your playfulness mm. inside you. There's an archety- archetype that gets labelled quite harshly. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> It can also just be slutty, though, too. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I'm kidding. No, boys can be slutty, too. <laughs> but they can also be playful. Well, that's nice. That's nice. That's innocent. You're making something that feels a bit, like, stigmatised innocent again. Mm. Is that what you mean? I do. I'm, cl- I'm owning what you're saying in that I think that we're being very playful this podcast. There's been lots of laughter. Mm. So much joy in the process of talking about creativity. I actually yeah. don't think we've had so much fun yeah. in one. But, they, I, yeah. but, I mean, isn't that... Isn't that it? I don't know if someone can be, can tap into that passion discussion around creativity and it not be a joyful thing. And why not tap? I mean, even if I was doing a job that was incredibly serious, I would always wanted to bring a sense of play and, you know, passion and joy to it. I love it, man. I love it. I love the energy you brought from the start. Play, play, play. Yeah. Well, even. Tickle. There was something I was thinking about. A little bit of tickling. Tickle. As well. Yeah, exactly. We've just been tickling each other on the table. We have That's what the giggling is. 
I think that might be around. <laughs> We're going to leave now to tickle each other under the table. Yes. I've been tickling right for a minute now. <laughs> I've been squandering. I don't know about you guys. Don't squander. Don't squander Tickling my creative okay. energy. Widening the channel is encouraged. Hey, Dan Brophy, it says a lot of, like, you are the naked creative. It's a great podcast. Everyone look it up. Mm. Um, I've listened to quite a few of them. Uh, and I love that we've grown together yes, doing this, um, totally. all of us. And I just want you to know that that just says a lot about you. And I hope a lot of mm. people who are listening to this also find this helpful. You emanate joy. Yeah. And it's very fun when you're talking to you. And it makes yeah, so yeah. much sense that your value internally, intrinsically, yeah. is creativity. Yeah. Because mm. your outward, external, even the way you... I see you on Facebook or on social media. It's always fun. Well, I, I hope so. I, I mean, but also, I think within that, if it's expressive and, there's, and you're tapped into passion, I love that it has the freedom for the flame to get coloured in different ways. Mm. You know, you saw me before when I was talking about my frustrations with the gay community. Mm. I could have started crying and screaming about it. But mm. it's but in the same. But the flame is as hot and burns as bright. Uh, you know, in the joy and in mm. the, you know, but it just, I think when you're turned on, mm. it can just go in, in mm. either way. I think mm. that was my intention, mm. you know, to, to be. Yeah, so to be you're beautiful, man. You're fucking beautiful energy, man. Yeah, That's even awesome. when you are. Yeah. Any, are any gays out there, you need to get onto a good outfit. <laughs> you, need, you, <laughs> you need to step you up need your to game. get onto Dan Brophy. <laughs> <laughs> Find him on Instagram. He will, he will inspire you endlessly. Just express. Just exp- yeah, that's yeah. what I would love to encourage people to do, to, yeah. to challenge themselves and to express themselves. Yeah, if, I can, if I could finish this with just... Oh, no, sorry, we already finished. Instead of, oh, <laughs> all right. No, I'm deflated now. I think, like, I think that value there of expression, like that's something you should go into 2017 thinking about, that I want to express myself every day with everyone I'm with, like mm. a truthful expression of me instead of, mm. I want to be able to do 60 push-ups mm. and 100 jumps and look like Dan Brophy. <laughs> yeah, did, I, yeah I, look, if, if anyone is listening to this and wants one thing to anchor their tugboat to in the 2017. <laughs> 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 what? To anchor your dinghy to the. Uh, to the tugboat's meant to pull shit, eh? No, tugboat, your teeny tiny tugboat's gonna, you know, you're gonna anchor it to something so as to give you some sense of, you know. Some sense of I'm belonging. With you. Are you belonging? This is just, again, we are bursting with laughter today. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, so anything I, you want to anchor yourself yeah, to. Yeah, anchor yourself to the idea that if you are dissatisfied with your eating, spending, fucking dating, you know, if, they, if you're hitting some sort of wall, then give it up for a month and see what happens. Mm. You know, mm. it's so easy. I mean, that could be a New Year's resolution. Mm. I'm going to find the one thing that I think could be. So it's holding me back, and I'm just going to ditch it. Great for a learning. Month. Yeah, yeah, don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away too far. Just stop. Just stop everything. Do you know what? What a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Dan Brophy. Go to um, danbrophy.net forward slash danbrophy. Wicked awesome. <laughs> slash tugboat. I don't know what to, to get discounts. Dog. Squander. Hashtag. Now, where, where can we actually find you? Da, well, the Naked Creative Show uh, is its own website. That's the, the podcast. And also, you can search in iTunes, The Naked Creative Show, and you'll see one with M. Paulo. And, and, and danbrophy.com is about to launch uh, you know, if, very soon, probably by the time this podcast goes to air. You're very awesome. creative. Well done, Dan. Thank you, my creative friends. Get out there. <laughs> 
Procreate. Widen your channel. Anchor your tugboat. Stop squandering. Stop squandering, Itchy. Yeah. <laughs>